G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all know people who need to know the Lord. We want them to be saved. We want them to go to heaven. Pastor Greg Laurie reminds us God wants that too. It is the heart of God for people to be saved. Listen to this. God wants people to be saved even more than you want people to be saved. So keep praying for your son. Keep praying for your daughter. Keep praying for your mom and your dad and your grandparents and your neighbor and whoever it is you're praying for. Don't give up because God won't give up either. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Again you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins Before you came to the Lord, it's more than likely there was someone praying for you to do so Maybe even many someones Aren't you glad the Lord heard those prayers? Who are you praying for right now? When someone talks about people who need the Lord, whose name immediately comes to your mind? Today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us take a big step forward in understanding the issues at hand and in learning to pray more effectively that that person might meet Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. If you ever share your faith, it won't be long until someone will say to you, well, what about the person who's never heard the gospel? You know, they're living in the middle of a jungle. I don't know why they're in the middle of a jungle. <laughs> or they're in the middle of a desert. They've never heard it. I'm, by the way, just about the entire population of Earth has a mobile phone these days, so they're not completely cut off, but still. You know, they've never heard the gospel. How could a God of love send a person like that to hell. Well, first of all, let's identify some basic things. Number one, I think deep down inside, we're all sort of pre-wired to know God. Uh, There's there's a longing in us, isn't there? When we're born, we're longing for something. Go back to your earliest childhood. Oh, if I just had this, if I got this doll, if I got this bike, if I had this toy, if I had this boyfriend, if I had this wife. See, we're moving on now. If I had this other wife, if I had this house of bigger, if I had the, the career, the, well, it just, we just change the things, but we're longing, we're searching, we're on a quest. What is it? Deep down inside, here's what you're really searching for. Let me simplify this for you. You're searching for God. You're searching for God. Because the Bible says God has placed eternity in our hearts, Ecclesiastes 3, 11. But here's the thing. Even if you haven't heard this gospel, you have heard some things more than you may realize. Number one, we have the testimony of God's creation. I may not have the testimony of the gospel yet, but I have the testimony of God's creation. And Paul deals with that in Romans 1.20. He says, from the time the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky and all that God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, so they have no excuse whatsoever for not knowing God. 
To me it takes a lot more faith to believe that everything we see in this life came about randomly. It takes more faith in my mind to be a non-believer than it does take for me to be a believer. To believe there's a design in the solar system and there's a design in the human body and there's a design in this creation. I believe God made it. I believe there's an author. I believe there's a creator. I believe there's a master artist. That's a pretty simple conclusion to come to. That'd be like looking at a brand new 747 sitting there on the runway. And you say, that's amazing. And someone says, well, you know, that was made by Boeing and the engineers and the builders. It took them years. Oh, it was made by Boeing? I believe that a tornado swept through a junkyard and produced a 747. <laughs> Can you believe what? Yeah, a tornado. Grabbed all those random parts, put them together, put the seats in that are too close together. A tornado. <laughs> tornado did all of this. Ah, uh, you're crazy. Or you're in the Sistine Chapel in Rome, Italy, and you're admiring the work of the master artist Michelangelo. It took him years to paint it. And you look up there and say, I don't believe in Michelangelo. He never even existed. I think someone took a stick of dynamite and threw it into a paint cart and it just appeared. Really? But that's about how logical it is to say that all these things happen by chance. There is the testimony of the creation of God. Number two, we have a God-given conscience that we blatantly ignore to our own peril. Romans 1.18 uh, says God chose his anger from heaven against all sinful wicked people, listen, who push the truth away from themselves. For the truth about God is known to them instinctively and God put this knowledge in their hearts. This isn't just a person who says, well, I never heard. I didn't know. No, this is a person with a conscience. And this addresses the issue of, I live by my own standards. No, you don't. Let's just forget the standards of God. Let's just forget the Bible and let's just go on your line. I live by my own standards. You do not. You violate your own standards all the time, right? That's why you keep changing them. Well, I've changed them, adjusted a bit, you know. You don't even live by your own standards. You have a human conscience and you know when you're doing wrong. You feel it in your heart. You feel it in your soul. You feel it in your conscience. You know you're guilty of something that's wrong and you don't even respond to that. So Paul shows also that those who have not heard the gospel are still sinners. Romans 2.12, he'll punish sin wherever it's found. He'll punish the heathen when they sin, the non-believers, even though they never had God's written laws. Listen, for down in their hearts they knew right from wrong. God's laws were written within them and their own conscience accuses them and sometimes it excuses them. Here's the bottom line. If you're a true seeker of truth, you'll find your way to Jesus Christ. I believe that. If you're a true seeker, you'll find your way to Him. Thanks for joining us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Today, Pastor Greg is talking about those who seek the Lord in his message based in Romans called Everybody Needs Jesus Part 2. Let's continue. How about those wise men? Now we always say the three wise men. And well, the Bible never says there were three. It just says they brought three gifts. Being guys, they may have been nine of them and they kind of went in on the gifts. 
My wife was uh, wrapping gifts up the other day with some of the girls that are a part of her virtue ministry. And I said, what are these gifts? Oh, we're just taking a little gift because we're going over to a house for one of our small groups. You're just taking a gift for that? Yes, and they were beautiful little gifts. And I'm thinking, guys, don't do that. I mean, if it's your birthday, I might give you something. Hey, I got this old burrito here. I can, <laughs> still got some life left in it. Oh, wait, wait. I've got this Target gift card someone gave to me last week. Happy birthday, you know. But... They brought gifts, three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But who were these guys? We call them the magi. It comes from the root word magician. These guys were into black magic. These guys were into the occult. These guys were into astrology as well as astronomy. These guys thought that they could know the truth by looking at stars. So what did God do? I forget you, man, bunch of crazy pagans. I'm not wasting my time with you. No, the Lord said, oh, you guys are into stars? I'm gonna send you the most awesome star you've ever seen. Follow this star. It'll lead you to the truth. Some believe that star was not a star at all, but the Shekinah glory of God. It shone brighter than any other, and they followed that star, and it led them right to Jesus. So here's my point. God will more than meet you halfway. God will come to you, reveal himself to you, if you really want to know him, so everyone will have a chance in some way, shape, or form. You won't be judged for what you don't know, but you will be judged for what you do know. So when I'm talking to a non-believer, and they say, what about the person who's never heard the gospel? I'll address it. Then I'll say, oh, by the way, you've, you've heard the gospel. Well, I haven't heard it. I'm going to give it to you right now. Here's the gospel. You're a sinner, separated from God, but God loved you so much he sent Jesus to die on the cross for your sin. If you'll turn from your sin and believe in him, you can be forgiven. Boom. You just heard it. That's it. Doesn't take that long, does it? And so we'll be held accountable for what we do know. I have a friend whose father died many years ago. His father was not a Christian. But he told me a story. He said, you know, my dad, knowing he was dying, asked for a Bible. So a Bible was brought to his hospital room. And he died. And then he asked me, do you think he's in heaven? Now, someone would say, no, he's in hell. And people will say crazy stuff like that. Here's what I say. If that father, knowing as little as he knew, in his own way reached out to God, and he thought, well, the Bible, if I had a Bible, and if he opened that Bible and believed what he read, even if he didn't understand all of it, but he believed as much as he understood and called out to Jesus, Jesus Christ would have saved him from his sin. Okay, so. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to give false hope. But let's not also give false condemnation. It is the heart of God for people to be saved. Listen to this. God wants people to be saved even more than you want people to be saved. Because he says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So keep praying for your son. Keep praying for your daughter. Keep praying for your mom and your dad and your grandparents and your neighbor and whoever it is you're praying for. Don't give up because God won't give up either. All right. So what is the sum of the matter? of Romans 2. Everybody needs Jesus. The unrighteous person, Romans 1. The self-righteous person, Romans 2. You know, if you put them together, you have just a great contrast. Here is the one who thinks they are good and they aren't. And here's the one who knows they aren't good and they have to admit their sin. 
By the way, these are the same two people in the prodigal son story. Same two people. We call it the prodigal son. Better description would be the prodigal sons. Plural. There were two prodigals. One left home. One never left home. But they were both in a way not right with their father. Prodigal son one, the one we know best, went to his dad and just said, Dad, I'm tired of your rules, your regulations. <laughs> I'm tired of waiting for you to die. You're living way too long. And I just want my inheritance now. Just give it to me. And the father gave him his inheritance. And then he went out and lived a crazy life, drinking hookers, stupidity, and consequences. Sounds like a good book title, doesn't it? Drinking hookers, stupidity, and consequences. That sums up his life. But he came to his senses as a sinner and went home and said, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just make me a hired servant. That would be good. Father says, you kidding me? Son, welcome home again. He put the ring in his finger, signifying sonship, put a robe on him, and threw a great party. Meanwhile, the other prodigal, the older brother, was upset. And he said, Dad, why would you let my brother back in this house again? He drug our family name to the gutter. He's an embarrassment. And you throw a party for him. And then the prodigal son, the older one, says to his father, Dad, all these years I've slaved for you and I never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. See, the problem with that boy is he is trusting in what he had done for his father. That's a self-righteous person. So here's the bottom line. They were both lost and they both needed Jesus. The unrighteous person and the self-righteous person. So let me ask, which one are you? Maybe you've come here today and you've just been doing sinful things and you did not know that you could have your sin forgiven and have a new life and be a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, you can. Your life can change today dramatically. If you'll admit your sin and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you and begin to follow Him. But then there are others that are here and maybe you've been here many times. In fact, you sit in the same spot every week. That's your little spot. But that doesn't mean you're a Christian. As I've often said, being in a church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a donut shop makes you a cop. <laughs> I've said that for years. I'm sorry because I know well, I do see cops and donut shops sometimes. I mean, they got to get out quick. That's the whole thing. Because I've asked cops. I know a lot of cops. I'm a chaplain with a police department. I said, I mean, you guys do are sometimes in donut shops. Yeah, we have to move fast. We get a call, you know. We got to get out of there. Okay, I get it. But anyway. <laughs> and God bless all of you who are in law enforcement. We love you and appreciate you. We do. It takes a lot of courage to be a police officer today. And I'm serious. To put that uniform on, go out there. And with the way our culture is going and the threats against them. And uh, I admire them a great deal. I'll get back to the analogy. <laughs> but being in a church doesn't mean you're right with God. You could be a self-righteous person. And in a way, you're worse than the unrighteous person because you don't think there's a problem and so you're not going to do anything about it. At least the sinner will say, I know I messed up and I need to get it right with God. But you're saying, I'm not messed up. I'm doing wonderfully. I'm amazing. And I've done all these things this week alone that should earn me a place in heaven. No, there's nothing you could do that could ever earn you a place in heaven. There's only one way to get to heaven, to admit you're a sinner 
and realize Jesus paid it all on the cross for you and put your faith in Him. So I want to give you an opportunity to do that if you need to, whoever you are, whatever you've done. You need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. We all do. So we're going to pray and and I'll extend an invitation to you to call out to Christ. Again, the Bible says, God speaking, those that seek me will find me. You really want to know God. Right now, you'll know him. If you don't, you won't. It's up to you. God wants you to know him. Respond if you need to. Let's all pray. Father, speak to every person here, every person listening, wherever they may be. Help them to see their need for Jesus. Convict and convince them by your Holy Spirit of their need. And help them to believe, we ask. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As Pastor Greg Laurie said, God wants you to know Him. And if you want to respond today and know the Lord personally, if you want to make that change today, Pastor Greg will help you do that right now. As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart. And it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need. Or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus, but maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. God is only a prayer away. He stands at the door of your heart, and he knocks, and Jesus says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. Let me help you open the door, so to speak, of your heart as you invite Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. So here's what I would like you to do. I'd like you to stop what you're doing, and I want you to pray a prayer after me. I'll lead you in this prayer. And as you pray it, God will hear you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sin and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior, as God, as friend, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. 
And to help you as you follow the Lord, we'd like to send you some materials we call our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll answer many of the questions you might have and get you started in your new walk with the Lord. So get in touch and ask for it. Just call us at 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Join us next time as our study series in the book of Romans continues here on A New Beginning. Pastor Greg identifies three important words, three words he says can change your life. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Everybody Needs Jesus Part 2. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.